Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 82. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast can now also enjoy a 10% discount on these Spartan races. All you have to do is go to spartanrace.com.au and enter any race that you want and enter the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER upon checkout when entering for that race and you will receive 10% off. That's spartanrace.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Warning, we are in the same room together for the first time in forever. Oh my damn. That is some crazy stuff. We are excited. This podcast could go for three hours. Um, Also, it might not record because we've kind of forgotten how to do this in person as we just discovered from the last five minutes. Yeah, it's going to be weird actually skipping that step of trying to sync up our voices when I edit it and everything. Yeah, Zoom stuff. And if I do something annoying, you can actually whack me in person now. Yes. So that's going to be pretty tough. Hey, I hope you're all staying well, those that are listening to this. It's great to be back together in the same room as Andrew. It's good, as always, to be talking to all of you. Thank you to everyone in the community who's been jumping on and talking to us on the socials. Totally. In the Facebook. Remember, we've got our Facebook community. We've got our Instagram. Go and check those out. The links are in the show notes. To all people, old and new, welcome to episode 82. Wow, what do you need me for? That was phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. That was really good. It's good to have you here, though. I know. You make great coffee. I do. Yes. I do. Take that, everybody who doesn't think that I do. And I'm, I'm talking to two people here. Yes, we know who you are. We'll talk about you later. Indeed. Um, so, today we are going to continue our Back to Basics series. Indeed. And we're going to talk eventually at some point about strength training. Yes. What big, you do to get started. Very, very important. All, always very important to have a well-rounded fitness regime. And that's, you know, that's cardio, that's strength. All that good stuff. Uh, flexibility, of course. Actually, that's a great thing to talk about maybe on, the, on a future episode is flexibility. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So if you didn't listen to episode 81, which was us getting started on running, or episode 80, which was us getting started talking about building habits, go check those out. But you don't have to go back right now. Continue listening to this one because it's, it's going to be standalone on its own right. Interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> I just used that word twice. Breaking the barrier. Bingo. That I waited. That we waited till episode eighty before talking about how to get started. Yeah, that's sh- ignore the last seventy nine. Indeed. Yeah, they don't count. <laughs> that's fun. But one thing we have learned from doing this eighty two times is shout outs. Mm-hmm. We love to do shout outs to people in the breaking the barrier community who are going above and beyond. Totally. So we've got some great shout outs today. So we're going to start with Karthik. Karthik. So Karthik posted on the Facebook community. Hey. I'm recovering from an injury and I've managed to do a consistent four kilometers last week and aiming for a park run distance this Saturday at the Wyndham Vale Park Run Track. Awesome. Well done, Karthik. Great to see you coming back from injury. Great to hear that word consistent. It shows you're being smart with it and you're not trying to push it too fast. And yes, we can't do official park runs yet, but finding a a local track or a course you know and getting back out there and running and being safe whilst we're doing it is is great to see. So thanks, Karthik, for posting that and and good luck with the recovery. Absolutely. And that's what the the park run calls a freedom run, by the way. Uh, If you do a park run course on your own accord, 
that is what's called the freedom run with park run it doesn't count toward your park run runs although i feel like that would be great if they did that because they've canceled and so many people were probably i'm not dissing park run by the way but so many people were like on track for like their 50 or their 100 and it's been all kind of stopped so it'd be really cool if they could i don't know i don't know what the logistics of that would be but it'd be cool if I think there's a question between counting the run versus being able to set a PB. Mm. Like, I think if it's not... And not that we have PBs at Park Run, it's just about getting out yeah. there. But, yeah, would the PB count? Um, and I think there's... A, yeah. I mean, Freedom Runs count even when Park Run's up and running. Like, they don't count towards your total, right. but you can record them on your profile. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If only we knew some people who knew a bit about Park Run. Indeed. we got to get them back on the podcast, I reckon. Actually, having said that, you are their social media secretary, and I'm a run director, and yet we still know less than nothing. So, <laughs> It's not great it's for us. It's not a great track record. I did no training to qualify for that. Like, yeah. I didn't. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I just post stuff. Yep. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm <laughs> making videos. That's fun. I got to get back on that. Anyway. Uh, oh, also for everybody who doesn't know, follow Karthik on Facebook. He does his own podcast as well. Um, and I, I can't remember the name of it, but I should probably, I'll mention that in the show notes, but always nice to shout Insert out Insert it here. It. Yeah, there you go. I will edit this. So, Karthik's podcast is called What Is Your Marathon? And you can find it at least on Apple Podcasts. It might be on other platforms as well. I know I'm going to start listening to it. So, big shout out to Karthik and the What Is Your Marathon podcast. Elevated music, and there we go. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Shani. So, Shani is looking forward to accomplishing the rest of the week without running, <laughs> but she has had, so far this week, three bike rides and hoping to get another two in before Sunday night. So that's really great. She's working on her cross training. She's been doing a lot of bike riding lately. Consistent. Absolutely. Like, she's like riding her bike more than you do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, she's calling it, the, has she got the new bike yet or is she still riding the old banger? I think she's riding the old one because okay. she was pretty happy with it. Was she getting a new one? I thought so. I don't know. Mm, I know she's been out and about riding with different people, and, mm. and it's good to see that yeah. you know her enthusiasm for it is encouraging other people to do it as well, which is great. If wherever you can get inspiration from, even if it's someone like Chani jumping on the bike for the first time in many many years, as she told us, mm. um, to being five times a week now, which is awesome. That's great. Um, the next shout out we had was to old friend of the program Dean, who went out last weekend and decided to do an isolation marathon. Wow. Not a 10K, not a half marathon, but an isolation marathon. And I think anytime you can motivate yourself to get out and go for a run when it's not an official race um, and do a marathon distance is amazing. But Dean decided to go PB and PB'd with a time of three hours and 34 minutes. Wow. Which in a non-race setup with no course, with no marshals, with no drink stations, no carrying his race water, day. just... Unbelievable, Dean. That's a five-minute kilometer for 42.2 yeah. kilometers. And he was going faster, I think, at the start. I think he was on track to do like a like a sub-330 and just, you know, probably having to stop at traffic lights and yeah. navigate everything else that's going well, on. Well, and that's the other thing. He didn't have the advantage of the roads being closed. No. Who knows what he would have had to stop for. I think, you know, uh, Andrew and I were talking about it beforehand. I think a sub-30 
definitely come race day. Oh, you? yeah. With that form. Oh, dude. Fantastic. Easy. Well done, man. So good. So amazing what you're doing with your running. Uh, if you are part of the Breaking the Barrier community or if you're not, make mm-hmm. sure you become one because Dean has posted a great video of his isolation marathon. I highly recommend it. Really a lot of fun. He does that after big races, which is which yeah. Is he's, really cool. he's done it after a couple of the trail runs um, we've yeah. been part of, different, you know, doing at different times. But videos that his one he did for Bright last year was hilarious. Yeah. The commentary he had halfway through that. That was a good time. Um, he was. He, there were a couple moments where I was like, not. I was yeah. worried for him. <laughs> so thanks, Dean. You know, for following the podcast, but also a great inspiration and content generator. Absolutely. Now, this next shout-out actually goes to a new review of the podcast. So remember, if you are enjoying the podcast, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's going to help us reach more and more people. Now, this review was from a man named Joshua in the United States. Joshua had this to say, Witty, clever, intelligent. Well, maybe not all three in the title, but this is a helpful podcast from non-pro runners who provide a down-to-earth conversation for the non-elite. The episode I recently listened to was on forming a habit, and the minis are great in the morning to mix with the other shorter podcasts I listen to. Thank you all. Keep it going. Thanks so much, Joshua. I'm not. I don't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really sure how to take the first part of this podcast. <laughs> this I mean, review, though. Thank you for the review. <laughs> thank you for the five stars. Thank you. I mean, there's nothing in there I disagree with. We are no, non-pro, but I feel like he's 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 he's. Look, what it looks like is that he's written like one of those generic yep. subject lines, witty, clever, intelligent. But then then he had to think to himself. Thought, and he was I like, can't sell this. No, I, no, there's no way that I can sell these guys being witty and clever and yeah. intelligent. So I'm hoping at least one of those. Let them pick what they like from it. Okay. Like you know, maybe not all three. Does that mean we get to claim two? Are I, we witty and clever but not intelligent? I feel like I would claim witty and clever. But, I, I, but is clever not intelligent? Well, clever. I feel like intelligent is book smart. Clever is kind of like more street, street smart. smart. Yeah. Well, maybe you're street smart and I'm book smart because I have no practical skills whatsoever. I'm so. book smart. You're book smart. Look at I have books. You have books. <laughs> the possession of books does not confer intelligence. <laughs> Absolutely does, actually. Okay. Well, I've you know you've got a pair of vapor flies. Can you do a sub two hour? Uh, that depends. What distance? See, that's clever. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's that is clever, actually. So maybe we're that's clever. the right answer. Shit, maybe we're clever in intelligence, and we're actually not funny. Oh, that's really bad. That's probably what. Damn. We make ourselves laugh. So well, that's, that's important. That's all that matters. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you for doing the review. Thank you for the five stars. Everyone else, do what Joshua did. Indeed. Um, except lie to us more in the review. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. yeah. Although I really, I do like that. That's just funny. To yeah. me, that's a funny review. <laughs> yeah. But also really, really supportive. So thank you. Thank you again. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving on to what's been happening in the world. Um, so... Things are, I guess, changing a little bit for the better here in Australia with regard to COVID. The yeah. fact that we're able to be in the same room yeah. together is because restrictions have been lifted. We can visit in homes. That's it. Um, they started to opening bars and restaurants soon. Mm. You know, they'll be keeping distances. Um, you know, keeping the only one person per every four square meters. Yep. You know, there's still limits on what you can do with personal training and yep. events and ceremonies. Schools are going back in a phased fashion, but. In Australia, it seems to be heading the right way. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a really big positive. And, you know, even more changes are coming as of next month. Well, this coming Monday at the time yeah. of this podcast. Uh, you know, uh, community centers are going to open. Uh, restaurants and pubs, I think, are opening up yeah. to 20 people, uh, patrons. Um, you know, uh, there's going to be more 
people allowed in one space. So yep. things are moving. I, I spoke to Andy uh, today, and he start, he's a teacher. Yep. Um, and he went back to actually physical campus on Tuesday, I believe. Yes. And I asked him, he said, yeah, it was really great to get some kind of normalcy back. And, you know, it, you know, I, I actually asked him about mm. uh, what, what the numbers were like. And he's like, yeah, man, pretty much all the students were there. And they seemed really excited to be there. Yeah, I think my kids, uh, the whole, oh, I, I don't want to be at school. I'm over school. And then the whole, oh, I can actually get a lot of work done at home. This is cool. I think that's all gone now. I think yeah. they are looking forward to getting back to school in a week or two. Yeah. Um, because they're not bringing them all back at once. Obviously, they're doing it in phases. Sure. Um, and then my local scouting group, um, we look like we're going to do a return to face-to-face scouting. Cool. And again, you can't have, like we have in our cub group, 25, 30 kids yeah. in quite a small hall. We're going to have to work out how do we do that. We can't have them all in the hall at the same time. And they all age, same age group? Yeah, yeah. So their the cubs are between um, ages 8 and 11. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, they're a little bit more responsible than the joeys. The joeys are like 5 to 7, and yeah. it's really hard to maintain social distancing with them. They mm-hmm. just kind of don't get it. The cubs get it a lot more, but, you know, legally we're not allowed to have that many people in the hall. So yeah. we're going to have to talk to what can we support us. And this is the same for any industry, teachers, educational professionals what can people support with their own personal circumstances right. who's able to do it but it, it is heading in, in the right direction there's still little flare-ups now yeah. and again but we're very lucky in Australia compared to a lot of other countries absolutely and you know I think that there's going to be some flare because the, the the let's be honest here the reason that we flatten the curve is mm-hmm. because we've been all not you know mm-hmm. social and yes. I think just the nature of everything we'll see a couple flare-ups hopefully it's nothing as major as it was but yeah. Yeah, and you know, in another uh, positive news, they're making, apparently there's a couple of companies, one is called Moderna or Moderna, and another one I can't, uh, it escapes me, but they've moved on to the next phase of vaccination, mm. uh, vaccine testing, which is cool. Uh, doesn't mean anything yet, but it's it's nice that they're moving in that direction. It's, um, it's, it's encouraging, so... You know, my mom and dad, who obviously live in the States, they, they currently live in South Carolina. They're saying that a lot of things are going back to normal. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. How, what's, what's the mood been in South Carolina with regards to the lockdown? Because we've obviously we've been seeing very different reports yeah. in Australia in terms of how different parts of America are yeah. reacting to the lockdown yeah. and the willingness to go with it. What's South Carolina specifically like? Well, I think South Carolina has been much more lax than, say, New York. Well, yeah, right. But you know, they did they did close their stuff. My mom, she, my mom and dad are semi-retired, right? So my dad owns the gas station, uh, the petrol station in New Jersey. So he, you know, and my mom does the bookkeeping for that, and you know, but they're pretty much retired. They own their house outright, which is freaking cool. Like yep. no mortgage. Um, and my mom has my my dad is avid golfer yeah like really so he's been kind of suffering but now he's able to get back onto the yep. onto the greens and everything uh my mom who works just part-time just because i think she gets bored mm. at a retail uh retail shop yep. and basically their biggest thing is if you're going to come in make sure you have a mask yeah okay masks um, are mandatory yeah okay. I, I think masks are mandatory and or at least that's that's how what I understand. Like she she was in there the other day and somebody came in without a mask and she said to them like, either you put on a mask or. Interesting. Australia hasn't really embraced the mask. That no. Much. Do you know what? Yeah. And it's funny because here in Australia the doctors are saying it's a it's not going to prevent you from getting it. It might prevent you from giving it, but if you have it, you shouldn't be out anyway. Yeah. And the thing about masks is what our doctors are saying, Australian doc- doctors, 
is that it provides that false sense of security, which is a you know it's People, a problem. I've got a mask, therefore I no longer have to wash my hands anymore. Right. I can stand right next to someone on public transport, and you know all that stuff. Yeah, it's definitely it makes you feel like you're going to get away with more than yeah. you actually will. Yeah. So they they discourage. I mean, you you go into Coles, people yeah. are wearing masks. People are wearing masks. Yeah. But they discourage it. Because it's not it's not really a useful tool. Well, that's what they're saying. Of course, doctors in America are obviously saying something different. And you compare that to what we've seen in places like South Korea and Hong Kong, countries that have had to deal with SARS and swine flu before, yeah. who put on the masks really quickly. Yeah. And they also seem to react quite positively towards flattening the curve. So, yeah. yeah well, it's yeah, that's even interesting because I remember that when I first came to Australia. I, there was a, a large, obviously there is a large Asian population yep. in Australia, in this area of Australia anyway, uh, not so much in New Jersey where I was from. And so I, for the first time was subjected, now this is 10 years ago, mm. to people walking around with face masks. Not mm. that it was all of everybody, but you know, one in 10, 15 people. And I was always like, well, yeah. what do you know that I don't? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I that's just their culture. Well, yeah, and there's also, they use it for like anti-pollution. Like I yeah. know when I've traveled overseas in, in Asian countries, it, because of the smog yeah. in places, they'll wear that as well. The mask just seems to be something that they're more likely to go with. Whereas here in Australia, we haven't embraced it. I mean, they are talking about making, debating whether or not masks should be mandatory for public transport. Yeah. Like public transport is the big thing in a city of, of, of Melbourne, Australia, six and a half million people. Mm trying to get all those people into the CBD every day to... It, I mean, it's just not going to happen this calendar year. And no. I think face masks and distancing on the tr public transport is a big thing we need to look at. And, you know, I think it's it's funny. I think that that's going to be a really hard thing to sell, especially because they have been saying for so long, yeah. don't do it because it doesn't prevent anything. Now they're going to tell you to do it and people are going to be like... We had a big problem at the start of COVID in Australia with mixed messaging, with yeah. the federal government, oh, the state blow, government, yeah. all saying different things and different advice. Yeah. And I think that's why it was really hard for Australia to, to get on with it. We've had really good, consistent messaging for the last you know two months or so. Yeah. We've got to make sure we don't lose that momentum. No, I, 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 I agree. Mm. Uh, I agree. But, uh, you know, I think... Uh, I think we're moving in the right directions. Gyms are going to open up, I think, on the 22nd of June. I'm so excited. Great segue to what we want to talk about this week, totally. which is gyms are opening. And you can do lots of stuff at gyms. But the thing we want to talk about is strength training. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to ask you a few questions, Andrew, because you are more of the expert in strength training than I am. Mm. Um, first of all, like, what's the benefits of okay. strength training? <clears throat> Well, the basic benefit of strength and uh, weight and strength training, of course, is strength. It's basically making your body stronger in terms of how to deal, uh, in terms of how it deals with, you know, pushing it to the max or getting through your day. Things like posture, things like functional strength. You know, <laughs> I just had to sit up properly. I was slouching really bad, and then Andrew said posture, and I'm like, oh, yeah. suck it in. You know, it's funny. Whenever I talk about posture, I do the same thing. I'm like yeah. posture, um, and it's 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 great to it's, you know, at the very basic level, aside from aesthetics and aside from physique stuff, it's great for injury prevention. Mm -hmm. And anybody who has ever gone to pick up a, a bottle of water or a can or something from the ground and has twinged their back a little bit, they know the benefits of preventing that stuff. So at the very core, it's it's all about injury prevention and, and longevity as well. You can always tell somebody who is just a runner, just cardio, doesn't do any any strength training. Not that they look bad or anything, but 
they they don't they 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 don't look like they have muscle. They look thin and like a rake, mm-hmm. right? You can always tell that classic distance runner who doesn't strength train because they look pole thin and they don't look like you, they look like you could blow them over. Right. <laughs> so. And and a strength training is it something that is different for any gender? Is it gender specific? Is there any reason why women or men should only or not only be doing gen- strength training? No, you know, and and that's a that's actually a really big question a lot I, I hear a lot when I talk to a, a female about weight training their biggest uh, fear is bulking up I mean some females want to bulk up of course but a lot of the times I'll talk to them and they'll be like I don't want to bulk up bulk up everyone I'm here to tell you that just because you weight train doesn't mean that you're gonna bulk up common myth that bulking up quote unquote depends more on your diet and nutrition than than what you're doing in the gym so yes there are benefits to both male and female uh, uh, weight training, strength training. And to be perfectly honest, when I was training, there wasn't much that I did differently. Yeah, um, same sort of exercises and routines yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah anybody, but they, everybody can benefit from everything. Right. Um, like, you know, you think of a bench press and, and most guys will think, yeah, bench press, chest, build my chest. But... A female can benefit from that too, mm. not only for aesthetics in the collarbone. Of course, every uh, every female I've ever spoken to loves that collarbone look, right? But it's just it's simply about that strength and being able to hold your yourself up, working your chest and your back. Because obviously, as a female, yeah. you're more prone to have weight in the front of your body than yeah. than men do. So you need that strength to hold that up. I I know a lot of females who have had severe back problems because of yeah what they carry around in their chest so so the benefits of strength training for posture maybe even more so for women mm. than men because of uh, their body composition yeah, and stuff. yeah absolutely you what's the difference you talked used both terms then interchangeably mm. what's the difference between strength training and weight training is there a difference or yeah look there i mean i normally would use them interchangeably but technically yeah there's a bit of a difference so strength training is specifically for strength you know you can you can use say if i'm looking at gaining strength i'm looking at a certain amount of uh poundage that i want to use certain sort of rep scheme like for a strength i would look at maybe a six to eight sort of you know uh rep range uh and and building strength is something that you have to work specifically for so basically all of most if not all strength training is weight training, but not all weight training is strength training. Right. Makes sense. Right. So, for example, I can do I can be a weight I can be weight training for aesthetics rather than strength. Right. Um, a lot of the times, you see bodybuilders and they've got that aesthetic look. Nine times out of ten, especially in the latter half, leading up to those like competitions, they're not training for strength. They're just they're doing muscular endurance. They're just working on their aesthetics. So weight trainers can be strong because of what they're doing, yeah. but they're not doing it for the functional output. Whereas a person doing strength training might do it because they're a power lifter or yeah. they want injury prevention or yeah. core strength or stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So as, for example, as a long distance runner, mm-hmm. you'd want to more focus on something like strength training rather than aestheticism. Is that okay. a word? Yes, uh, well, well, we'll claim it. Yeah. That's mine now. So, so what sort of different types of strength and weight training are out there that people might have heard of? Like if they're sitting there going, oh, what is strength? 
they might not have thought about it. What are yeah. the different types of things that the industry has to offer these days? Uh, well, there's there's so much. There's like there's CrossFit, there's F45, there's 12 round uh, cross training, which is basically just another word for uh, something that is not running if you're a runner. Yeah. Um, and you know, circuit training, high intensity interval training, and there's there's so much. Like uh, F45 and 12 round have kind of just taken over the market, whereas they're both. Uh, for example, 12 round, which a lot of our friends do 12 round, it's basically 12 rounds of uh, intense work for, I think, three minutes. Yeah. Uh, and it lasts for about 45 minutes. And it features some boxing. Yeah, it's like all different it. kinds of stuff. It's like yeah. boxing, it's push-ups, it's weight training, it's battle ropes, it's yeah. sled pulls and all that good stuff. Great training for something like a Spartan, mm. right? F45, I think, is similar, except with F45, they have different... They have different types of workouts. I guess 12 round would too, but I think for the most part, F45 on different days will work on different things like strength, cardio, yeah. uh, endurance, that sort of thing. But it's the same kind of circuit, high intensity interval training. Right, so they're all they're all circuit, so going to different stations or doing different exercises yeah. in a loop and there's some form of cross training. Because you're not just yeah. training one body type or for one discipline, it's for general fitness and strength. That's it. And that's, uh, and you know, that's one type of, well, a couple different types. But then of course there's, quote unquote normal weight training which is just your you know rep range is however many sets you're doing with your rest in between you know that's mostly what i do make it take it for people who have never done any sort of strength training or make it really basic for them what's the normal composition of like using reps and sets yeah reps and sets okay so basically a rep is how many times you're repeating a certain movement so if i'm doing a bench press and i'm on the bench i raise my hands up and I bring them back down to my chest, that's one rep. A set is basically a group of reps. So one set might be eight to 12 reps. So my workout normally would be say five exercises. Each exercise, three sets of 12 to 15 reps. And each set, after each set, I'll take maybe a 30 second to a minute and a half, two minute break, depending on what type of weight I'm using. I'm using a heavier weight, I'll take a longer break. Okay, so you'll do 12 reps mm-hmm. three times for one exercise, mm-hmm. and you'll do five different types of exercise. So you talk about 15 sort of sets yeah. across five different exercises. Yeah. This is sort of a typical workout. That's a, that's a typical workout for me. Somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger used to do 30 to 40 sets completely to failure. Right. I don't go to failure on every set. I recommend that you don't either, just because it's a great way to get injured. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's okay. But you want to be working. Obviously, you want yeah. to be working. So that's the type of workout I do. And then you have something like circuit training, yeah. which is basically comprised of the same sort of sets and reps and everything. But you're working at a, at, a, at a faster pace. So basically, you're working different muscles, or sometimes the same muscle, but one right after the other. So basically, you have, say, five exercises. You do one exercise, 12 to 15 reps. You do the next step, exercise, 12 to 15 reps. And you keep doing that until you get through all those exercises, no break. And then that's one. That's one round. That's okay. one circuit. Um, and that's a great way f- to to build up your muscular endurance, muscular stamina, and and your strength as well. Um, and it gets your heart rate up. It's a bit more fat burny. Yeah. Again, I don't do that that often, just because I run so much. Yeah. I it's without getting too complicated. Working that system in, in terms of circuit training 
if you're working that too often plus running, you're working the same system over and over again. Right. I think we've spoken about it. Because it's the cardio system yeah. that you're relying on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you want to work different systems, basically. And so what do you have to do? So, so someone who, so you mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger before, but you, then you're more of a, you know, you're a runner now. Mm. What's the training like for runners versus someone else that's doing general strength training? Like what's what's the what should runners who might listen to this podcast think about versus someone who just wants to do it for aesthetics? Yeah. So basically, if you're a runner, what I'd be working on is... Uh, uh, compound exercises, right? Mm. You're probably rep range slash sets and the frequency in which you weight train might not be as much as somebody who's doing it for aesthetics. For example, if I'm training for aesthetics, I'm in the gym five to six days a week weight training. Mm -hmm. If I'm just com just looking at my strength for running, I'm in the gym two to four times a week maybe. Right. And I'm working on, for running, compound exercises. Push-pull, like bench press is a compound exercise. It's called a compound exercise because it works more than just one body part. Oh, right. Okay. So something like an isolation exercise, yeah. like a fly, uh, you know, like on the pec deck or something yeah. that you see at the gym, that's working on mostly just your chest. Yeah. A bench press is working your chest, your shoulders, your core, even your back, uh, working all those, obviously mostly your chest, but it's using all those extra muscles. So... If you're using training in terms of being a runner, you want to work on those exercises because anybody who's run a really long distance know that you'll pull up the next day. Not only are your legs going to be sore, your upper body's going to be sore. Your shoulders are yeah. sore from swinging back and forth and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. They need to be strong. And what I would say is play with what works mm -hmm. uh, or find out what works. You know, in terms of sets and reps, I found that as a runner, for me, what works really well, for example, if I'm, I'm in the gym, I'm thinking two to three sets, six to 10 reps. You know, it doesn't have to be endless amount of reps. Quality. And quality over yeah. quantity, yeah. You know, you're building strength, especially in your legs. With as, as a runner, you wanna work on those unilateral exercises like the pistol squats or the lunges or those magical lunges where your one foot's on the ground, the other foot's up on a bench. I can never keep my balance there. Yeah. Uh, and of course, squats. Squats are great. If you're gonna do squats though, I recommend using a bench in back of you where when you squat down, you actually sit down and then get back up. Yeah. So I guess as a runner, you've got to kind of make a bit of a decision, which is, am I a runner or am I someone who just wants to be generally fit? Because mm. if you're a runner, your predominant exercise during the week should be running. Yeah. And you do strength training to complement that. Right. Whereas if you're someone who's just doing fitness training, you could run as a complement to strength training. Exactly. You could work out where you spend most of your time. Exactly. So as an example... Normally, uh, if I'm training for a marathon, I'm exactly I'm running five six days a week. I'm in the gym training weights two to three days a week. Right now, I'm working on my aesthetics because filming's about to start. So I've kind of flipped that. So I'm I'm still running the same amount, but you're I, running for more um, appearance. Yeah, so I'm, rather than distance and speed. Exactly. So right. I'm not doing a lot of distance work. Mm. I'm I'm doing some speed workout because high intensity interval training is great for burning fat and building muscle. Look at a sprinter's body versus a long distance runner's body. But most of my time is being spent with weights, my two dumbbells at the moment. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'm still staying active because I try to do maybe 2K after each weight training session just yeah. to keep the body burning. But yeah, it's totally different, totally different. Like when I'm training for a marathon, I have no six pack. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is really not fair. And, and a term that I guess a lot of runners uh, start using when they're talking about getting into their strength training. So, for a runner, what is prehab? So, prehab, 
is basically prevention. You know, it's always easier to prevent an injury than to treat an injury. So basically prehab is the idea that if you have a proper strength training regime, I keep saying that word regime is my new word, that it'll be a lot easier for you to prevent injuries. So for example, if you're going to start marathon training, you want to look at some kind of strength training and cross training to keep your body strong because with all that extra running, your body's going to break down. And if it's not strong enough to repair itself, you're going to get injured. So prehab is basically preventing the injury is, you know, rehab is after you've done something and the doctor, the physio gives you those exercises to do to slowly work your way back up. If you're doing those exercises before you potentially get injured, going to be better. The irony is that prehab is normally exactly the same exercises as you would do in rehab. Absolutely. You're just doing them beforehand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just, it's just so much, yeah, it's so much easier to prevent than to treat. Yeah. All right. So so there's different, obviously, in terms of getting into strength and weight training, um, there's some sort of investment required. Mm. Um, you know, what sort of equipment do people normally have in, say, like, what would people have around the home versus mm. what would you have in a gym? I mean, do you even need Equipment, like what do you? No, I, I, I want to spend money, Andrew. Let me go buy stuff. What should I buy? Well, okay. So if you want to buy, if you want to, I will precurse this by saying no. You don't need equipment. You can get a lot of great uh, fitness results by body weight exercises, squats, push-ups, you know, pull-ups. If you can get one of those pull-up bars that you can put into your into your door. But if you want to buy stuff, I would recommend. A couple of sets of dumbbells, if you can find them, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some resistance bands, and if you can get one, get a bench. You don't need a lot. You really don't. I mean, for example, right now for me, I'm getting a great workout with two dumbbells, some resistance bands, and I don't even have a bench. I actually have two right. foam rollers that I put together, and I lie on those. Yep. to get some kind of a stretch if I'm doing something like a dumbbell press. Right, so you don't need an adjustable bench that does incline, decline, no, I mean, that sort of it's, stuff. It's, it's it, useful. It's useful, and it's great for the like aesthetics. Again, like something like an incline bench is more useful for the aesthetics of building your upper chest than it is necessarily for functionality mm. of strength. Don't get me wrong. You can get strong doing those, but yeah, no, I would prefer that, mm-hmm. but I don't have that. And I'm getting a great workout without it. Otherwise, if you don't want to spend the cash on an adjustable bench, another great thing you can do is you can get a Swiss ball, you know, one of those big... Yeah, the big blue balls, yeah. yep. <laughs> Can't say that. Well, it's you know, been in isolation for a long time. Fair enough. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you can get one of those, sit on the floor and lean back onto it, and there's your inclined bench. Right. And That's... the benefit of that is it engages your core as yeah. well because you're having to... The ball will roll around and so you're having to stabilize exactly. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can get as much or as little as you want to get something started. You don't need a $5,000 power cage with pulleys and levers and all this and that. Just a couple dumbbells. I mean, don't get the heaviest ones if you're not used to weight training, you know. Get something that you think you can handle, yep. <laughs> again, if you can find them, uh, and start there. But if you're strapped for cash, dude, push-ups are like your friend. I will say, though... Alternate your grip with push-ups and alternate how you elevate your legs. Just because if you do push-ups too often, uh, too many times, it can lead to shoulder injury. So you gotta you gotta really watch that stuff. Yeah, and the advantage I guess of working out at a gym versus even the best 
setup at home. It's like the best setup at home is never going to compare to what you can get in a fully equipped gym, I yeah. imagine. No, absolutely not. Like, look, I used I used to have a Smith machine, mm-hmm. and it was great. It was a Smith machine is a is a is a thing that helps you do squats, isn't it? Yeah. So a yeah. Smith, yeah, basically, it's it's got the uh, bar attached to it with a cable. Right. Um. So it's just it's basically a built-in spotter, and I used it for everything. It, it I used it for bench press. You know, the bench had like a leg extension mm-hmm. thing on it. It had a lat pull down, which is great for your back. And that was great. But at the end of the day, it took up a lot of room in my house. And I, you know, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. If you want it, get it. Great. But you don't need it. But yeah, certainly in a gym, you're going to find a hell of a lot more. And I will, I will be honest and say once the gym opens up, I'm looking forward to getting that variety because for me... Coming from a place where I like that variety, I just, I like the atmosphere of a gym. Yeah, the gym's got the music going, it's yeah. got the weights clinking, it's got yeah. stuff happening. You, know, yeah. you might have friends who you only see at the gym. Exactly. Who, you know, haven't been able to come around to your place lately. No, no. Yeah. And so it's just a great thing. Uh, I'm, I'm, it, it just depends on what you like. You know, some people, if you're, if and, and this is certainly something that I know that people will think about, um, if you're kind of self-conscious, don't go to the gym right away. But when you're feeling ready great thing to do it's just like running a park run in terms of there's people around it keeps you motivated it keeps you accountable because you develop that you might develop that rapport with the gym owner or other people that are there at the same time and you feel like okay gotta go to the gym gotta go see my peeps Mm. Mm. and i guess so so if someone who's wanting to do strength training to complement running they can probably get away with a lot less at home than someone who's trying to do weight training for like a pure a physique aesthetic type stuff yeah. like you need the specific equipment to mm. do the bodybuilding yeah. but you can get away with a set of dumbbells and so forth yeah, just like strength training if, if you're just if you're looking to to do some strength training as a runner a couple dumbbells and some lunges and some squats and some shoulder presses and some chest presses bent over rows that kind of thing's great deadlifts um, are really good by the way also for runners what else do you need we, t- we talk a lot about as you know runners you start thinking about shoes and mm. you start thinking about watches and then you've got gels and all that sort of stuff. Is there anything that you should have in terms of other accessories or things to help with strength training? Uh, look, you can... It's it's all... It's kind of a preference. Like, if I talk about shoes, I have a pair of weight training shoes. Okay. And basically, those are just shoes that are they're made for weight training. They don't have any type of real cushioning at the bottom. They're more flat. So you can really get power through to the yeah. ground and not slide around. And, right. Yeah. Whereas a running shoe is cushioning you and trying to protect you from that in some exactly. cases. Exactly. Okay. And uh, speaking of which, if you're a runner, don't weight train in your running shoes if you if you can avoid it, just because you want to save your running shoes for running. Yeah. So yeah, you you can look at shoes. Gloves are great if you don't want the calluses on your hands. Yeah. But you know, there's it's just a it's just a preference what you feel comfortable with. I know a lot of. People will look at supplementing their workouts with things like creatine or branched-chain amino acids for recovery or size. But weight training, kind of like running, is one of those things where you can go minimalistic and it's just as effective. Cool. Um, And so in terms of getting started, so for someone who's sitting there going, all right, cool, I'd like to know more about this. Mm. You know, in our running lesson, we spoke a lot about don't do this straight away because you'll hurt yourself. Make sure you think about this that yep. you don't, you know, look silly or, or yep. you know, what's some basic do's or don'ts for getting started? Like day one, what should someone not do and do? So day one, first thing that you don't want to do is try to copy somebody else's routine. Um, as in, 
obviously, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to go onto Google and you're going to look up those routines. That's fine to a point, but I'm talking don't go in there with the intention of doing that Arnold workout. The that's... Rock has a great routine. Should yeah. I do that? Exactly. Don't, don't do the Rock's routine. <laughs> don't do it <laughs> because you will burn yourself out yeah. because these guys have built their bodies up to be able to withstand that to the point where they're not going to get the same results by doing a shorter workout because their body needs that. Most people don't need that. So the thing you want to do is is don't try to copy anybody else's like advanced routine. You do want to do your research in terms of what you're trying to do and, and versus what you should be doing in the gym. So what are your specific goals? Look at specific, specificity is amazing and your friend in weight training. Look at your goals, look at how to put together the workout that way. If you can talk to somebody who has the experience, talk to them. Talk to the to the gym owner. Talk to your friend who's been there. Um, you mean there's people on the internet who have opinions about weight training? I think Im- so. Impossible. Yeah. I would never have thought that. You'd never think that there are people <laughs> with opinions on the internet. <laughs> but, they're, but they're opinions. I think probably yeah. like when we spoke about um, running and getting advice on running, their opinions are not mm. things you have to do. Exactly. So, yeah. And just like with running, make sure that you're, if you're unsure, check with your doctor, check with the medical professional to mm. see if you can undertake a program. I, the, if I were to say there's a, if, if I were to give it like a universal sort of start into weight training, I would say full body for at least a few weeks okay. in terms of... What do you mean by full body? So in a full body workout is exactly that. You're going into the gym and you're working every body part. So whereas for me, if I'm focusing focusing on aesthetics, each day is, is basically dedicated to one specific, maybe two specific body parts. A full body is one day that you work everything. You're obviously going to do much less exercises per body part. Like if I'm in the gym focusing on my chest, I'm going to do five exercises, 15 sets, right? Just for chest. Just for my chest. Right. 15 sets in total, not yeah. not 15 sets for each exercise. Whereas if I'm going to go full body, I might only do one to two exercises and two to three sets for my chest. So a full body workout could look like this. Compound exercises are always a good place to start. Again, a a compound exercise for chest would be a bench press. Compound exercise for your back would be a pull-up or a deadlift. Uh, Compound exercise for your legs, squats. And that's it. I wouldn't even focus on anything other than that. That's three. Yeah, I wouldn't focus on shoulders, arms. I wouldn't focus on too much specificity in the beginning in terms of smaller body parts Mm -hmm. and isolation. Because when you work compound exercises you're working all that stuff anyway everything that you work for just your arms or just your shoulders by nature is pretty much an isolation exercise bicep curls isolation exercise tricep extension isolation exercise side lateral raises isolation exercise so i would say a basic full body routine for a beginner three sets of a bench press three sets of a pull-up or a uh, lat pull-down or or a deadlift. Some sort of back. Some exercise. sort of back. Yeah. And, and three sets of some sort of squat or lunge. Okay. That's it. Just to get your body used to that. And I would do that two to three times a week with at least 24 to 36 hours rest. Yeah. Because when you're training full body, you can't go every single day. Correct. You, yeah, okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just a great way to get your body used to 
using it in a different way and getting your body used to mm. having to repair the damage. Because when you weight train, you're damaging your muscles, which is the point. Mm. And then they grow back stronger and or sometimes bigger. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and so by doing those sort of three exercises you spoke about, you're getting your chest, you're getting mm. your back, you're getting your quads. And um, everything in between. And everything in between, all the connected bits as well. Yeah. And then later on after that, you can start doing something differently and sort of like, you know, I've got my quads, but I've got my calves. The leg's a big thing. And, yeah. you know, the chest has different muscles in it. Yeah. So after, you know, two to three weeks, when do you need to, as a runner, do you ever need to go away from that basic full body exercises? Or? I would say... Look, I would say no, because as look as a runner, you don't need to punish yourself in the gym. And as a runner, you you probably want to be spending most of your time running. And most runners I know freaking hate weight training, <laughs> like absolutely hate it. We only do it to avoid getting injured. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So don't do any more than you need to. I would say a good runner's routine would be like maybe broken into upper and lower body. Okay. So basically Monday you do chest and back. Tuesday you do your legs. Wednesday you rest. Thursday maybe, maybe you hit another body part. Friday you hit your legs and that's it. Like you can hit your legs twice a week. You can hit your upper body once or twice a week, but you don't need to go any more than three, four times a week. You could even go less than that. You could just do upper body one day, legs on another day, say Monday and Thursday, and that's your week. And you're talking about specific training with weights to break those muscle fibers down so they grow back stronger. Things yeah. like stretching mm. and you know yoga and Pilates, which are less punishing on the muscle fibers. You yeah. can do them more often. Yeah. yeah, so basically like a good overall all-encompassing routine, you're doing Monday weights, Tuesday cross training in terms of yoga or mm. Pilates or bike riding, you know, your running is going to be whatever your running schedule is, right? Wednesday, maybe just solely running. Mm -hmm. Thursday, maybe weights again, possibly running. Friday, running. Saturday, cross-training. Sunday, long run. You know, however you want to mix it up. But yeah, if you're adding in strength training, you want to be continuing with your stretching. Yep. Stretching is important. And obviously, you want to keep up with your running. Yeah. And then um, if you're wanting to be more strength training or weight training for aesthetic reasons, mm. that's where you aren't going to be running as much. So right. you are going to be spending more of your time in the gym. And that's when training body parts, not same time again and again, is more important and you split to different days. That's right. So with that running schedule, in with the two days of weight training, maybe the three days of cross training, mm. you're still running pretty much most of those days, mm. right? And, and you're running with you know, distance in mind, yeah. speed workouts in mind. In terms of aesthetics, you're not looking so much at distance, whereas you're just looking to get some cardio in mm. to help you burn fat while you mix the aesthetics in. So your Monday might be chest and biceps. Mm. Your Tuesday might be back and tricep, uh, triceps. Wednesday might be shoulders. Thursday might be legs. Friday might be rest. Mm. Saturday, hit another body part that's a little bit weaker again. And, you know, maybe three or four days a week, you're hitting the hitting the road, hitting the pavement, hitting the yeah. treadmill, but not, I mean, I haven't run anything longer than I think a 10K in about three weeks. Yep. I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly, I haven't run anything longer than an hour. And most of my running throughout the week is actually high intensity interval. So it's kind of like speed workout, yep. but it's, whereas maybe we do a, a 400 meter repeat at the track with like 90 seconds rest, yep. I might do 400 meter 
run, but maybe take two minutes rest. Right. So bring my heart rate right so down. So if you're doing strength training as part of a general fitness routine, um, you might spend 50% of your time running for the cardio benefits to complement the weightlifting. But if you're a runner, you would never spend 50% of your time doing strength training, would you? No. You'd be putting that time into running first yeah. and foremost. You'd be, yeah, yeah I, I'd say most runners that I know probably spend about, in their training schedule... 20% of the time is, right. is, is strength training. Where it's much more balanced if you're training for general fitness or aesthetic purposes. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, you, you can do weight training without doing cardio. Yeah. It's just you're going to end up with a slightly different physique. You're right. more bulky and more that's powerful. It. And that's, and the, yeah, and that's it. And that's where the, the goals come in. Like, mm -hmm. if for like for example, if I wanted to get massive, get massive yeah. I'd, I'd have no business doing cardio for a little while. It's mm -hmm. certainly not cardio for like an hour. Cardio is good to help keep the fat at bay but if i wanted to like gain 20 kilos or something ridiculous of mass i would probably take that cardio right down yeah um i would never do that because i think an extra 20 kilos on me would look really obnoxiously not good you'd have a tiny head <laughs> like a minute little head yeah. sitting on part of, yeah dude I, I you remember beetlejuice when he when yeah. he shrunk that guy's head it'd be a lot like that. that'd be very much yeah. like that yeah because um, you're already pretty broad as it is yeah. um with the focus on running yeah that's right okay um and so if i stopped running i'd probably get a little bit bigger but the way that my body is i'd probably gain more fat than i'd like to yeah worry about so the cardio is good there to keep that in. yeah all yeah. right so this all sounds great um i just want to get straight into it um and go mad what do I need to be careful of doing? Like, what are what are some of the common myths or some of the risks that I need to uh, to avoid or be careful of? Yeah, well, same with kind of running. You never want to go too hard, too fast. So you want to take your time. You want to prevent uh, overtraining. Uh, now, overtraining is basically when you train too hard, too often, too much, too fast. Whatever. That doesn't sound at all like any obsessive run no. runners we know. We we're runners very don't balanced. do that. Yeah, yeah, runners never do that. <laughs> Um, so you want to basically take the time to recover, you know, don't be training the same body part two days in a row. It's just not something you want to be doing unless somebody has advised you to do so for something specific in terms of the myth, the whole no pain, no gain bullshit. I'll call that now. Don't, don't, uh, no pain, no gain is something that big tough guys say to make themselves sound cool after they've torn a road cuff. yeah and, exactly yeah. there is no benefit to hurting yourself in a bad way when you go to the gym when you go on a run you're gonna hurt yourself you can injure yourself running yeah so you can trip you can get hit by something right you can fall but but chance but weight training you can do something with a really subtle movement yeah that can you've bug you up. you've got to be really careful with weight mm. training so don't go the no pain, no gain route. Working hard doesn't mean working in pain, right? Mm -hmm. And speaking of which, you have to, basically, you've got to really pay attention to your form. Yep. This is the biggest thing I see with a new weight lifter is that they'll go into the gym and they'll start throwing around heavy weights because they either want to look strong or they think that that's how they're going to get results. But I guarantee you, if you're doing a bench press with, you know, a weight that's ridiculously large, you're going to feel it in your chest a lot less than if you, say, have that weight and really focusing on that squeeze as you push that movement. Because right. that's what it is. It's not just the movement. When you're working your chest, you want to be squeezing your chest. And if the weight's too heavy, 
you can't do it. So when you say throwing around, you literally mean someone getting in there and, and just throwing throwing the weights around and not concentrating yeah. on what the actual muscle like, is. Like I see, dude, I, the bicep curl is the biggest criminal, right? Yeah, you see dudes just like in there. It's like a leg workout. Yeah, they're like, it's like a leg and a back yeah. thing. And I'm like, dude, there is nothing happening there. Um, it's, you know, you can get a really good workout if you don't use any weight at all. Mm. If you squeeze hard enough, you'd have to do a lot more reps. But it's all about squeezing the muscle that you're trying to work out. When you're doing a squat, for example, you want to be really careful because a squat, if you're going too heavy, you're going to hurt your back yeah. really easily. You want to focus on what you're feeling in your glutes, right? That's where you want to feel the movement. When you get to the top, you want to squeeze those glutes. You can't do that if, if the weight's too heavy. So no pain, no gain, bullshit. Use proper form and go lighter than you think. Hmm. If you go lighter, the heavier weights will come as you get stronger, but it's going to take time. You can always do an extra rep or two at the end or an extra yeah. set, and you can always make it bigger next time and, yeah. and focus on that. Right? And that's that raises a really good point, too. Mm. When I say 12 to 15 reps, that doesn't mean 12 to 15 reps. If you have got, if you want to push yourself and, and get to that level of failure, again, I don't recommend doing it on every set. But if you're at, like, 15 reps and you feel like you've got a couple more in there, just do it. It's mm. not going to... It's not going to all of a sudden put you into a completely new category of lifting and you're going to get some different result. Do it. 12 to 15 or 6 to 8 or 10 to 12, whatever the rep scheme is, it is a guideline. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like running where you do 9.8 kilometers and you have to get that extra, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, it's, it's really, it's not an exact science. It's just a guideline. But as a general rule, if you're finding that you're able to do three sets with 15 reps, mm. you're probably at a point where you could increase yeah. that weight a little bit and drop your reps down. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to go straight back to 15 if you put more weight on. That's you right. have to start again. That's right. And that's the, that's the other thing is if you're doing, say, 12 to 15, mm. you want to start really feeling the burn at at probably 8 to 10 mm -hmm. so that by the time 12 to 15 hits you're either done at 12 or you get in the 15 but if you're not feeling that then yeah that's when you have to that's when you got to figure out what your weight uh weight should be mm -hmm. and it will go up it will go up without you having to force it. it might take a little extra time than just walking into the gym and picking up the heaviest weight you can find mm -hmm. but you're going to get a much better result and i assume yeah like running you don't just walk into the gym and go right this is what i'm going to do today you have a plan yeah. and you record it so you can track your progress. Yeah, you should definitely have a plan. The and when I, in in terms of me, my plan, I don't have much more of a plan than this is the uh, this is the body part I'm going to work on today. But that's because I've been doing it for a long time. I basically know what exercises I'm going to use for that particular body part. So you want to have at least you want to know at least what you're doing when you walk in there. If you're a novice or you're not used to weight training have a have a laid out plan mm -hmm. know exactly what movements you're going to do personal trainer to help personal trainer to help mm -hmm. to, so that you know what you're doing and and that will help you a keep motivated so it doesn't look like it doesn't feel like you're just going in there with no plan just moving stuff around not really getting any result and b it'll move you toward a result a lot faster yeah. And I think that, um, one of the things I've learned is that you have to also, when you're doing a workout routine, make sure you do the workout in the correct order. Mm. There's no point doing a whole bunch of bicep curls at the start because then your biceps will be really, really weak. Right. How are you going to do a chest exercise that right. needs it? So you've got to almost go big muscle to little muscle. Yeah, and that's that's actually a really good point. Um, you 
definitely if you are aesthetics, yeah, you want to use your big muscles first. Though, but I will say, you know, sh shocking your muscles is a big thing within within weight training. So you want to change up your routine every now and then. Of course, your, your body doesn't get used to it. And in saying that, sometimes I like to live life on the edge. Because you're crazy like Because I'm crazy. I'll go into the gym. If I know I'm working, say, back and biceps... I'll work my biceps first. That's nuts. I know. And then I'll go into the back exercises. And the, the reasoning behind that is so that I tire out my biceps and that they're helping less right. on something like a pull down or a row or a pull up. And it's using more of my back. I won't do that every time because that's then I'm not going to work my back as, you know, as, yeah. as well as I could because, you know, I want that body part to be fresh when I'm working it because it's a big body part. But every now and then... It's it's a good little way to okay. shake things up a bit. And what's the the worst thing that you can do um, when you're trying to start strength training to to lose all those gains and really undo all the good work you've been doing? You cannot out train or outrun a bad diet. That is probably the worst thing that you can do is all of a sudden start weight training or start running and think that you can eat anything. That's the worst of it. So you really want to like focus on what your nutrition is. If you're if you're weight training, you're going to need more protein in your diet. Depending on your body type, you might need more complex carbs in your diet. But you you don't want to use it as an excuse to just eat anything you want. You see a lot of bodybuilders like The Rock we were talking about before. The infamous cheat day. The infamous cheat day. Yeah. Don't do it because I tell you what, first of all, your body can't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised his can. Second of all, when you're in the kind of shape that The Rock is in, it's so much easier to bounce back after a meal like that because your body is such a well-oiled machine. He works so hard. He has the muscle mass to start with, and the more muscle you have, the more you burn. Exactly. You don't have that at the start exactly. when you're getting started. Even Ex your, your normal amateur does not have that. No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> and that's one of those things where when, <laughs> when I prescribe nutrition or a training program to somebody, a lot of the time, well, not a lot of times, but every now and then the first thing they'll ask me is, what, what 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 should my cheat day look like? And dude, if that is your priority, you got to figure your shit out. Because if you're trying to get in shape, don't be planning on a cheat day. Mm. Just don't. I'm not saying that you can't ever have one again. But if you're trying to get in shape, cut that out. We spoke a lot about how after even a marathon, you can really only afford to have a cheap meal or day. Yeah. After a half marathon, you can have a cheap meal. Mm. Your normal weights workout burns nowhere near as much no. calories as a, a marathon or yeah, a half marathon no. does. I, my, my normal weight workout, if I work out for about an hour, I'm probably burning 100 to 200 calories. Not a lot. Not a lot at all. And but I mean, building muscle. you're building muscle. Yeah. But... You can outdo that. So my golden rule, and this is now for somebody in shape. If you're in shape, like the average person is yeah. in shape, like for me, if I'm if I if I have a cheat day, that's going to set me back a week. Right. So if I have a cheat day, I'm not going to be back to where I was until the following week. If you're somebody who's not in shape, if you're if you if you're new to working out, you have a cheat day. It's pretty much most likely going to bring you close to square one. So you don't want to be focusing on those cheat meals. You don't want to have bad nutrition. You want to go as long as you can without quote and unquote cheating. That being said, don't make a, uh, a nutrition program that's so strict yep. 
that you need has, energy to do this. You're right, exactly. Yeah. Like you, you don't. The other, the flip side of that coin is you don't need to only eat chicken breast and broccoli and brown rice. You can have taste to have a well balanced nutrition program. You can you can have the strawberries. You can have you know, but don't don't starve yourself to the point where when you do have that cheat day, it turns into a binge. Yeah, but be realistic about, again, like we said at the top, what you're setting out to achieve. I mean, there's a reason why you're listening to this podcast. Mm. You are interested in your you know, your physical attributes. You're interested in getting stronger. You're interested in starting a journey or perfecting that journey. And so we're trying, Andrew's trying to keep it real yeah. and let you know that, you know, if you want to go down that path, then let's go down that path, yeah. but don't take a misstep along the That's way. That's right. Like, and it it will happen. We all have the missteps, but yeah, but don't don't go into it thinking that you can have those cheat meals every week if you're starting out and you're going to get to your goals because it's, it's not going to happen. Once you get to your goal and once you've built that uh, physique or that uh, that fitness level, you can you can be a little bit more you know easygoing on yourself and because it'll be easier for you to get back to where you were. Whereas if you don't have a strong base, it's gonna be it's gonna be harder to get back. To no. where, where you wanted to be. So lots of good stuff in there about strength training, about what the different types are, where to get started. Everyone can do it. Men, women, runners, non-runners, different goals. Um, some basic advice on equipment. Um, you know, if you missed any of that, hey, guess what? There's a rewind button. Go back and listen to it. Totally. Um, if you've got any questions, uh, feel free to, you know, Andrew's a personal trainer. Um, there's also the Facebook community. There's lots of people on the Breaking the Barrier Facebook community who are affiliated with personal training who I'm sure can can steer you in the right direction. Absolutely. Like our good friend, if you're looking at running, you know, our good friend, of course, Mark and, and Jenna, you know, they're both, they're both in the Breaking the Barrier community. They're great for helping you get started with running. Uh, you know, of course, Mark uh, runs Winfit. I think Jenna is she uh, yeah, an assistant coach? She, yeah, which, uh, yeah. I don't know what title he's given head her, coach. But she's a definitely a qualified coach. I think level two. Maybe yeah, she, I think she, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just gotten mm. she's gotten that stuff. So she was, I know, a level one or level two. Oh, and she's, she, par- uh, she's definitely level two. Yeah, and she might pass yeah, that now. Yeah, cool. So yeah, there's plenty of plenty of knowledge to, to pick from in the Breaking the Barrier community. And there's no end of local people in your area, I'm sure, who can, depending on where you are in this big world hook you up with an F45 or a 12 round or whatever it is totally. in your local area. Absolutely. Anything else people should know about weight or strength training? I think that that's, that's about it. Just, yeah, just, I, I guess if I were to wrap it up, the, some of the most important parts, stay safe, you know, push a weight that you're comfortable with. You know, you got to break out of that comfort zone, but you don't want to do it so much that you hurt yourself. Mm. You know, seek guidance and be smart with your nutrition and look at what your goals are and work toward that. Cool. Well, thank you, Andrew, for taking us on that journey. Thank you, everyone else, for listening. Uh, we'll be back, I don't know, next week, week after. At some point. Who knows? It's been a couple minutes since our last episode, so yeah, it's all we're just taking right it now. Bye. But if there's anything you want us to talk about, sing out in the community. We'd love to go deeper on a topic that you want to know. Otherwise, we might have to come back with another Star Wars podcast. I reckon. <laughs> I've got a couple of people who... They do some Star Wars cosplay. That would be awesome. They're like so... Dude, they watch Star Wars like every day. Like every time I'm on Facebook, they, they're they they're watching... They've named their son Theo Anakin. Wow. Which is a cool name. Uh, but they're always watching Star Wars. And uh, I went to their house the other day after, after I was allowed to. And they've got this awesome room that's just filled with like Star Wars stuff. And I was like, this is cool. So I think we're going to have to do that, people. Your silence will be taken as a yes. I think so. Uh, and we might just do it anyway. I let's would, be honest. We're going to do it anyway. So it might be what we're thinking. The 
worst things about the worst things about Star Wars. We did the best things about Star Wars. We might do the worst things about Star there's Wars. There's so much. Um, but there's also plenty of running and strength stuff as well. That's so right. sing out. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. All right, guys. Well, and gals, thank you so much for listening to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I have been Andrew. I've been Zach. And this has been the podcast that helps to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.